Hey everybody, Diana Stemkowski here for the Change Worker podcast and my substack that I call Why Are We Like That? And I'm going to talk today about um, something I have talked about before. And it's under how I get there is through um, challenge of my clients when it, you're talking about following through and why that is an indication of how much we don't trust ourselves and what we can do or what might really be behind it. Um, this is my new theory anyway, that I think that there's a disconnect between the body and the brain. When we, as a society, we're conditioned to really place a lot of emphasis on our mental capacity, our brain power, our smarts, intelligence, know-how, capability. And so we, in some cases, in a lot of cases probably, we view our body as just the vehicle to carry around our brain. We focus and spend a lot of time in our brain. So unless you're a dancer or you uh, a yoga person or somebody who does a lot of movement, intentionally, you may not have a very good connection to your body. So why this came up for me, I was talking to one of my clients recently about her inability to follow through. And this has been a recurring theme for her over the last couple of years that we've been uh, coaching. And one of the things that we, I've always suspected about her is that she has no trust in her body. And I do not think that she is alone. I know I've, I've had those same feelings, those same sorts of beliefs about my body. My body is just an appendage to my brain. It's not important. And when we're 25, typical 25 year olds are, are feeling pretty damn good about themselves. They don't even think about their bodies in some cases. It's like, it, it's just, we just go. And so we take it for granted that, that our body is always going to work the way it did when we were 18 or 25 or 35. And then we're discovering as we age that that is so not the case. So it requires a certain amount of awareness about this relationship and our beliefs about our own body when it comes to our, the decision-making process. Yes. But it's, we think decision-making is strictly a mental thing. It is something that we decide to do in our brain and it's going to happen. And in some cases, our body is just not down with that. And because we look at our body as just an appendage, we don't have a relationship with it. We don't know what our aches and pains mean. We don't know what our body is trying to tell us. We don't know why it's stopping us. And so we, we view it with betrayal. My body has betrayed me. I hit 35, 40, 45, 50 and on. And my body is, is telling me and showing me in no uncertain ways that the things that I've always taken for granted, the things that came so naturally to me before are no longer or readily available to me or for me. So that's why I wanted to address this follow through from the lens of we need to get our body on board with our brain or maybe more accurately 
we need to remind our mind that our body is a part of this equation. Our body is a huge resource of information, of intuition, of guidance, of ease if we allow it to be. Because all of our, a lot of the things going on in the world are cerebral context or constructs. They, they're made up. We see them with our mind, but we may not really even be aware that we're not, ex we're, our body is experiencing them too. Our body has re reactions to things that indicate a reluctance to go along with the brain. In this case, um, I've heard a lot because it's January. Well, it, it was January. So it was the beginning of 2024 where people think, well, I'm going to go work out some more. I want to get healthier. I'm getting older. And, and so there's this decision to be like, I want to be more active. I got to figure that out. I've never really been a very active person, but I, I want to explore it because I recognize that I'm approaching my 50th year, my 60th and onward. And I want to show up in the coming years as a, a healthy version so I can enjoy the life that I want to live, an active lifestyle. I want to travel. I want to see my grandkids and play with my grandkids. And those are the kinds of things that we think about when a new year rolls, like I want to make some changes. So I, I'm approaching this from the Bali standpoint because I think I take it for granted that <laughs> Strangely, people don't think like me. And um, also acknowledging too that as human beings, and I was like this too, not that long ago, that you know, I I my body was an appendage. And where where did my story of betrayal begin? Was it when I was nine years old? Was it when I hit puberty? Was it in my 20s when I was depressed and lethargic, um, when I gained weight, when I was using atrociously mean language to describe my body to myself. And when my body didn't reflect what I felt to, to be a book cover to what the words inside me were displaying, there was a disconnect between who I thought I looked like and what is actually in the mirror. And so there was a constant push pull between me and, and the view of my body because the, when I move, when I want to move, when I want to exercise, when I'm working, when I'm walking, there, there's an ease that I take for granted that I'm going to feel. And so when you get older and I, I just turned 54, it's, it's, I've been feeling aches and pains for a while and I, and I'm trying to adjust and figure out what I, my body needs because in 10 years, I want to be very active. I want to be like everybody else. I want to enjoy my life, enjoy travel, really not be preoccupied by chronic pain, ideally um, to be, at home in my body, at ease and love it and accept it the way it is, but always understand too that, yes, I could lose weight. Yes, I could work with weights, which just sounds awful to me right now, 
Um, and I, I figured out why there too, because it's like girls, I was very conditioned. I think like a lot of women back in the day where, oh, you're a girl. We know you're not strong enough to do that. And then internalizing that, that implied sense of weakness that that will never change. And so in my fifties, I'm like, well, you know, screw that. I, I may not be ripped and have everything muscles and places and definition that I may never see, but I, that's not the point anymore. It's more like, am I physically prepared to go into my future and to my present? So I look at this as when I ask my client this wonderful question, what is the state of my body? She and many of my clients could not answer. It was more like, uh, could you ask that question in a different way? Because it's not making sense to me. And I was like, how do you feel? How does your body feel? Where are your aches and pains? Do you have any? Where is tightness? Where is holding? Where is stiffness? Where do you feel uncomfortable? Are you at ease right now? As you're sitting, as you're looking into, you know, sitting next to the person that you're talking to or just drinking your coffee early in the morning journaling. Where, where is, what is, what is your internal state saying to you? She couldn't answer. I mean, I tried all kinds of ways to ask that question and the more befuddled she got. And so it was, it was interesting to me because I said, okay, if that's the case and that's, you know, no, there's no judgment there that you don't know. It's, it's understandable. We know why you don't know, because we are so, for what, hundreds of years since the scientific revolution that we have, there's been a trend from really listening to our bodies, paying attention to our bodies, to relying very, very heavily on the mental, the doing, the thinking, the logic. So we lost touch. There's been obvious, you know, whole scale systemic disconnect because of science, you know, coming to the fore over the last few hundred years. And since the industrial revolution, there's just been a reliance on the body. You know, the body just follows the mind. We tell the body what to do from our mind and then it just does it right. Maybe. And, and maybe that that's that works for a while. But at some point, the, the body, if it's not in agreement, agreement with what your brain has decided to do, will be become inert. It will stop. It will either get sick, it will get exhausted, it will display all kinds of um, symptoms, disorders. Um, all of a sudden you're, you know, I've always been very healthy and then suddenly I'm not. And this is the body's way of saying, you're not going in the direction we think you should. It, it, it's not wise to go in this direction because at heart, your body knows what you really truly want and need. It is that wise. It doesn't have... My body doesn't necessarily, well, now it does. When I consult with my body, I'm like, okay, body, what do we want to do? So I'm trying to learn how to take my brain out of my decision-making process. And I'll li literally sit there and I'm like, okay, body, I'm, I don't even want to, I'm, I'm sensing in my brain a reluctance, hesitation, and really a resistance to do the things that are on my to-do list. 
uh, there is a massive kind of like, nope, we're not interested in doing that. And we're not interested in sitting on the couch watching TV. And we're not sitting, we're not interested in sitting on the couch watching TV while we play a game. We're not interested in eating more food. We're not interested in any of that. So there is this tremendous amount of resistance and inertia in that state that I'm hoping to avoid. I've been there so many times and my brain is not able to overcome it on its own, this inertia. And so I need my body on board. I want to incorporate my body's decision-making, my its information, where, what do I need right now? What does my body need right now? What is my, am I taking care of myself right now in very fundamental ways? Rest, food, water, air, exercise, and music, dancing. What are the things that my body needs? And so when I, I've been doing this for a while, the last couple of months, I know is like, I'll sit there and I'm like, I'm so tired of my brain. I'm so tired of the lack of its <laughs> clarity and direction and that I wish it could just make a decision and I, my body would follow through. That would be great. But usually that doesn't happen because there is some level of resistance, a push back to my to-do list to what needs to happen that day. And, and this is, I've talked about this before. It was, it used to be crippling to me because my body was saying, no, don't do that. My mind was interpreting that as something's wrong and I got to keep pushing forward. I would exhaust myself. I would exhaust myself to illness. Um, I would exhaust myself to burnout because my body was pulling my, trying to pull the rest of me back, including my mind saying, you need to change what you're doing, or you need to change how you're doing it. You need to change how much you focus on doing over being. So one of the ways I do that is to literally ask out loud, okay, body, what do you want to do now? What do you need? What do you want? What will best serve us? And shocker, it will give you an answer if you ask. Even if you wait for uh, a, a, a nudge in one direction or a push in another, an idea will come up or, you know, we, it, to me, it's um, sometimes it's a picture. Sometimes it's a prompt. Sometimes I'll remember something like, Oh yeah. And so my body and brain are on board with that next step. And that's all I need to worry about. I don't need to worry about the rest of the day. I don't need to, to make decisions in that moment about the rest of the day. I just need to take the next step. Okay, so I'm sitting just before I was um, doing something for a client, uh, writing an email, and I had put it off from last night. I, I told her I would send it last night, and I didn't. So I formulated what I wanted to say. I didn't quite, wasn't my, none of me was ready to, to write this email. And so what I did was, I wrote down, okay, here's what I know I need to send her, these things, A through F. And so I wrote down just fast, like, these are the things that I, you know, this, this is the schedule. This is what I wanted to say to her. This is what um, we talked about. These are some of the questions that I wanted to ask her and for her to think about. And so I just wrote it all random. And I was like, okay, I've started my email. And there was a partial sense of relief that I was like, I'm making this easier for myself tomorrow morning 
when I actually sit down and write this email. I am not going to have to start from scratch to write this email. I already know what I need to do. So my resistance lessens because I took that one step the day before. And so I, I'm kind of of the mind where my to-do list may take me a couple of days to really complete. And I'm, I only put a few things on there other than my obligations, my appointments. You got to go show up at work. You got to show up for these clients. Other than that, there's a lot of leeway in my time. Like, and I want to be efficient. I don't want to waste it. There are things I want to do. And then there are things that I want to be so wrapped up in. I don't want to look up for a few hours and I want to have a day to settle into something that I really want to do. And so, you know, my, I made sure by asking my, my body, the question, what, what next, what do we want to do? What do we want to start? We know these are things that we have to do. I've decided I wanted to do. So let's do them by taking that one step. I ask what my body wants and needs multiple times of the day. I literally take the time to, you just did X amount of massages or you had X amount of coaching sessions. What do you need in between? What do you need? How much time do you have in between this appointment and the next one? in order to collect yourself? Is there anything else? Is there anything we need to change during the next session to make you more comfortable? This is, I ask my body this many times during the day, especially if I'm very busy. If I, there's a lot going on and I want to bolster and booster my own energy resources. I, I know that it's like, I'm not gonna have a day like today, tomorrow. I know I have a bit more time and wiggle room to uh, do the things I need to do without overload, either emotional or physical. So this is kind of what I, I wanted to talk about is like, how do I foster um, how do I foster this ongoing or begin? a conversation or help my clients begin a conversation with their body? How do I help my clients become more somatically aware? How do I get very cerebral, intellectual people to start paying attention to their body? Because what I have to do is guide them through all these betrayals physical bodily betrayals, or this is how our brain is interpreting those things because our brain is like, Oh, well that are, we have, um, we have stomach issues because we ate this thing or we just, our, our food isn't processing very well. And I may be drinking too or having too much sugar or, and your body is telling you, it's like, yeah, yeah. You need to change that because it's just not good for us every day. You can have that every once in a while, but not every day. And so there is this sense of betrayal that I think a lot of people have toward their body, especially as we get older. Many of the clients, massage clients that I work with where I work and in my own practice are people who are um, 60s and up. I mean, I have people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and I have a client who is 100 years old soon to be 101. And it's always so interesting 
to see them experience the resentment they have about how their body is crapping out on them and the resistance they have is just resentment. Like, damn it, I should feel like I'm 25 years old or 35 or 45. When, what decade was the last time I felt good in my body? And so that's where our sense of betrayal comes from. Our body is not doing what it's always done. You, you see how toxic that kind of belief is. And so I always go back to awareness. I always go back to acceptance. And I always go back to embracing the way things are as they are in front of you or in you that needs to be embraced. Because as we get older, the more we fight, the more we resist, the more we invite dis-ease and sickness. That's, I think, at the very heart of it. It's a simplistic way to look at it, but I think it's really true. We are so, so invested in our brains because our brains are really safe, maybe. Well, they're, they're dangerous in comfortable ways, I guess I should say. That level of comfort feels safe to us. Now, if we start incorporating our body's knowledge and wisdom and information, and we, we want to incorporate that, what our body is saying and what our brain is saying is quote unquote right are usually diametrically opposed or it's mostly wrong or mostly right. Our body has like, no, we, yes, do that, but not that way. Let's try this way. Our body is offering us maybe a way that is our way personally that works for us individually. It's not like our body is online with everybody else's body and we're all doing the same thing. We're not. What works for you may never work for me and vice versa. And so what our body offers us is that higher level of what do I want and need? Your body can answer those questions better than your mind, better than your intellect, your intelligence, your logic. Your body has a different language. Your body has a vast vocabulary that may not never be words. It could be pictures or sensations or worst case scenario, illness, disease, cancer. Because I think what we've lost sight of as humans, I think it goes across the board all over the world. We have in, in most cultures, we have lost a sense of our innate wisdom, our innate navigation system. And I think, and I heard somebody say this on a podcast, I can't remember how she said it, but I wholeheartedly agree. And I'm going to paraphrase here and, and vouch for this comment. Like if the reason why we trash earth, we trash each other is because we're not listening to our bodies. If we listen to our bodies, we would have a very different approach to how we treat ourselves, each other, the world, our earth, our resources. I wholeheartedly agree with that. We are not operating as humans across the world today, except for maybe a few, 
who have made this leap themselves is we are missing out on so much of what really is going on around us. The joy, the pain, the love, the happiness, the pride, the confidence. These are all the bone, bone, DNA deep that are within us that we don't have access to. We're used to making decisions from a rational place, but our body is not rational. Our body's not logical. Our body has its, it's just doing its thing. It keeps us trucking along. So that's why I'm talking about this. I, I think I've talked about this around this whole thing many, many times, but when you find yourself in this boat of, of complete not trusting your own body and then you're having problems with follow through. My question is, is all of you brain, mind, body all on board with that decision? And if you're not all on board, thus inertia, that's, I think, the simplest way to look at this. Because it could be, I mean, a lot of our inertia, our resistance is, is just um, our brain's reaction to old thoughts, old belief systems. Well, this, this has never worked for me before, or I'm not very good at this. And thus, you're, you're, when we think things like that, it shuts down our body automatically. We have no access to our body by saying and thinking those things. I'm not good at this. Uh, and so I'm inviting you to think about, I don't know what your level of follow through is, um, especially if you're a business owner or you want bigger things in your life and in your professional life, that it's, it's part of this getting your body and brain simultaneously on board as part of your own internal guidance system. So fostering that is asking yourself what your body wants and needs. Have I eaten today? How much water have I had? How much rest have I had in the last week? What, what do I really not want to do or need to do that's on my schedule? Because it's like we've, we've, we can make ourselves as busy as possible and not even question it. Is this really what I want? Is this in keeping with my big picture? Is this in keeping with my own personal health? Am, am I so bogged down by inertia and resistance to what I say I want that I'm sick all the time? So sickness is a clue. Obviously not. There's something about your plan that your body is not on board with. And that's what we have to reconcile. What part of this plan is my body not on, on board with? Do I really want to do this? Is it something I think I should be doing? Is this something that someone else said I should do? Because I hear all that and I'm like, mm. I'm favoring and listening more to my what my gut says than I am to my brain lately. And you can train yourself to do that. Train yourself to listen and be patient. You may not get an answer or a flash of, of insight in that moment, but it will be there. You, that voice is probably 
like a whisper in your body right now, but it's there. And so we have to, you know, you have to go through dig through in some cases, all the, the noise and the stuff that's in, in, in front of that whisper. And my whisper, that whisper has become a sort of conversational tone right now. It's more like I hear it and I'm like, oh, you know, and sometimes it surprises me. Sometimes it's like, I was not expecting that answer from my body. And it came like that. I asked and I got an answer. No, you need to forget about that. And my, my brain was like, what? I, my brain wasn't expecting that answer. But I'm learning to trust what my gut, my body is saying than my brain. I'm letting my brain be the passenger now and letting my body drive the car is another good analogy. So this is what I got today. <laughs> um, let me know what you think. I think it's a great topic that's open for all kinds of conversation. Um, if you have any questions, uh, let me know. Comments observations, please let me know. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and I'll be back next time.